What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. Life is ironic in many ways. One of them is how much effort we put into avoiding pain. In a recent brush with pain, I was put into a trance that brought about this insight, which I feel compelled to share now. At the onslaught of what felt like extreme pain on my body at the time, instead of looking for ailment, I took a second to feel it. And the initial time I decided to feel it, just my thought of it, recognizing it, and noticing it more, made it more painful. I was like, why am I doing this? My natural instinct is to ignore the initial pain. And what that does is have it remain as this constant dull pain over the next course of however long. What I decided to do here was not this. Instead, I decided to feel it. I slowly started watching what happened in real time. Again, because of the initial focus, the pain magnified. At first, I wanted to move backwards, wanted to go back and retreat to my initial tendency and my normal instinct of trying to drown out the initial pain and just not having fully felt it, it would probably remain as this pain that would stay with me for a little bit longer. So my initial thing was to retreat back to this tendency and trade the initial burst of pain for the constant low-level but longer-lasting pain. And then, because I continued to feel the pain, instead of masking it or trying to ignore it, I rode the wave of its initial burst of excruciation, and it hurt. And I didn't like it at first. Then, I started to enjoy it. Then I smirked a bit, like some crazy sadistic masochist who finds some type of pleasure in torture. Then as I continued to feel the now escalating pain because of my focus, which I continued to focus on, what happened is that I felt the pain and the sensation it produced to such a degree that every remaining bit of pain that followed became very little compared to the initial burst. It almost was as if the high degree of focused pain set the bar so high that the following minutes, hours, has been so that any of the pain is only a mild comparison to the real pain I allowed myself to feel on the onset. And then I found the magic in this reality. You see, most of us have a strategy already built up for how we will handle pain. I told you about my initial tendency to try to drown it out. Most of us have already dealt with enough pain in the past and found our comfortable niche and tactics to apply anytime it shows its ugly and familiar face. Because we're never really getting away from pain, right? So we just build a strategy and that's what we default to. And I'm willing to bet that your strategy is a major contributing factor to how you perceive the experience of life. Whether you dive into life or whether it dives into you. Pain is usually something we avoid, and why shouldn't we? 
usually it's a signal as a threat to our survival. And so why wouldn't it be a marker to avoid? Now, the problem that this presents is that pain is registered at different levels for different people. There's no such thing as universal pain. I'm not here to tell you an objective measure of what high or low pain is universally. What I've realized in my life so far is that the same traumatic tragedy experienced by one person is registered as a regular day in another person's life. So what could feel like a mountain to one person could be the thing that crushes another. So who is better or worse or stronger or weaker? Objectively speaking, there's no such thing because it's all relative to what you've experienced. If you haven't experienced bouts of tribulation in your life, then what might register as a level five crisis for you might be different than the person who grew up their whole life in a war zone. We cannot measure the same metrics across all parameters. It's not even the same game. It shifts entirely from person to person. It's played individually and not to be imposed upon by anyone else. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. And that's why I hate it when someone has an issue and you almost gaslight yourself and it's minimized either by someone or your own program mind saying, oh, people in the world have bigger problems. That's you trying to manipulate yourself and say that this problem isn't a real problem. That doesn't make your problem any less valid or again, any less big in the relative scheme of your own experience. What again is a mountain to you that you got to climb may not even register as pain for someone else. And that doesn't make you worse than them. It might make you more blessed, but that's a different conversation. My point is, pain is pain. It's equal currency. Because the person who it is thrust upon, who feels it, wants to rid himself of it, has no material difference than the person who is utterly familiar with it. Regardless of how much it registers on each one of those individuals, on their meter, on their personal meter, the accounting for the pain experienced had the same impact on their being. It has an equal net result. Regardless of what present state you presently view them at, the currency of pain is the same. It has the same parity of effect because of its relative scale, no matter the familiarity or calluses built. That all depends on the person. And even the building of calluses, which in essence is now a state in which you would have less sensation and the feeling for that pain, is in itself, the callus in itself is a symbolism for pain registered. It is bound up pain, registered pain, hardened pain, now able to resist lower levels of pain or consider the same pain as a lower level because it doesn't register the same. The point isn't that pain ever gets less painful. It's just that it gets more built into your being as a starting point, a stabilizing point, as opposed to a weak point or a compromising point because of that pain registered that has built some hardened material around it to protect you from the same pain. Now, I say all that to tell you the benefit of pain registry. The initial bit of excruciating pain that we avoid is that pain is actually the medicine for the long-term pain we sustain if we choose to avoid the initial burst of it. Once I feel that initial pain, when I don't avoid it, 
when I continue to aggravate it, when I continue to poke, prod, rub, scrub every bit of it that hurts, while it's still fresh and most painful, then sure, it hurts. And it's opposite to what most people are advised to do, especially in the physical sense, when an injury or strain happens, the first course of action for most people is to lay off putting pressure on that part of them so they don't make it worse, which is quite possibly the worst advice anyone can ever receive. Because Anything underused now because you're so extra careful with it, especially with this extra care that you will now give this joint or muscle or ache, and it goes underused, anything underused will atrophy, will shrink, will diminish. And you think you're doing the right thing by not making things worse. While your fear and avoidance of pain actually delays your recovery and makes the mechanism of blood flow and body flow not work in your favor. By avoiding the pain you are in, by limiting the movement when you are hurt, you are quite literally making the problem bigger than it is. And this is not a metaphorical objection. That's quite literal. It's the wrong approach. No matter how much pain registers in you compared to someone else's mountain or molehill, it's the wrong approach. Underusing what aches. Avoiding what hurts. The takeaway is that especially when something hurts and knowing this, instead of pulling back on effort, you carefully lean in carefully and continue to aggravate and take the body and muscle or emotion through its full range of motion. And then what will happen is you will feel the most pain, but only at first. And you will be afraid during that time and want to back off because it will register as the most pain you've ever felt. But what you won't realize, at least not in the depths of that pain, is that the pain you are forcing yourself to feel is the most healing you can ever do. And once you are over the arch of the experience of leaning into that pain and seriously feeling it then, then even the continued scrubbing, the continued friction, the continued pressing on that painful part of you will only be a mild comparison to the depth that you have just gone through. You will have upped your limit for pain tolerance. And now what you will have left to feel is only the beauty of the pain and what it has to show you what message it holds within. You can finally see once you are past the blindness of your own avoidance of it. If you're honest with yourself, you can see this dynamic play out in every aspect of your life. Most of us can't even sit with the pain of our own thoughts for 15 minutes without reaching for a device or distraction. I'm one of these people. Most of us quit as soon as something gets difficult or strenuous. This is why you can't rely on intuition or the voices in your head when it comes time for execution. You need a part of you that plans, that thinks from a critical, logical, emotional state, and then use the execution part of you, the highly susceptible to emotion part of you, the most agile but quick to be thrown off part of you, 
to then just trust in the plan and follow it. You cannot trust your momentary emotions to decide your workout program or your business KPIs or your values and standards. Because the chances, if you do rely on the fluctuating part of you instead of the stable part of you where these things are meant to be committed to from, then you will quit way too early if you just rely on this fluctuating emotional part of you. You will have five more reps in you and quit at the first sign of the burn. And the reality with business, exercise, the critical moments of life in general is that what counts the most, where the most difference is made, is how a person behaves once the pain shows up. Do you continue to push through? All the progress is made on the last three reps, the last bend in the road, the extra push when you didn't have enough. 80% of your progress lies past the pain, in the deep of it. And too many of us cheat ourselves from ever getting to these depths. And we wonder why we don't see the things or experience the things that others do. It's all in sticking to your course of action, no matter how much friction, agony, and suffering shows up in the way. That is the way. That is exactly how you know you are on the right path when the pain shows up. Anything before that was just preparation. Every rep you take before the last three were just a means to get you to the pain and to test you and to see what you will make of yourself now. This is where we all diverge. Everyone is given this opportunity. But what creates the variance in result, what shows up as different with different people in the room is how much they push to and then push past their perceived pain tolerances. And it's not even how much pain you can tolerate. I'd go ahead and say it's how much of it do you accept how much of the pain do you let in and really feel and mold you? Because again, it shifts the entire sensation of future pain. It ups your limit of what even feels painful. And the accumulation of that, of calluses, registered pain, manifested as hardened skin, or a hardened being, just now makes you more suitable to face the pain again with lesser and lesser discomfort. And the guy with the most carved body, the most successful life, is the guy who experienced the most pain. Your body, your life, your being is a monument of pain registry. What you become or carve out of yourself is a monument to your thinking and execution past the pain. So the next time you encounter pain, ask yourself and choose what you are building. And the longer you can withstand the pain, the longer you let the fire forge you, the more you are built to last. Love you, family. Stay true. See you on the next show.